So he is developing all of us, developing all of us along the journey. And I know I say this often, and the reason why I repeat myself is because I know as I hear something over and over and over, there's a point where it goes, ah, I got it. I finally got it. And I, I remind you of this often, but I want to share it again, is along this journey, you need to be of, of conviction that God is always, he always has your best in mind, and he's always setting you up. You can put that on the screen, Jackson. He's always setting you up to succeed in him. He's always good. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it. He'll never not be good to you. He'll never not have your best in mind, and he'll never be like, I'm not going to help you succeed. No, he's always setting us up. He took the Israelites through the wilderness that was not to fail them, that was to set them up to succeed in becoming a bride. Because if they went this route, they would never become what God was calling them to become. And so he's always good. He always has your best in mind. And he's always setting you up to succeed in him. And this is why Solomon could write these words in Proverbs chapter 3. It's a verse that many of us know, verse number 5. It says, trust in who? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. All your heart is this, all cards on the, the table. That I, you can trust God with all your heart. Why? Because he'll never break your heart. Why? Because he's always good. He always has your best in mind. And he's always setting you up to succeed. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not, what? Lean on your own understanding. And this is where God is renewing our minds. As he took the Israelites through the wilderness, what happened? Time and together, they had the mindset that it's better that we go where? Back than to be here and now where? We don't have any food. Our kids are screaming. The Red Sea's knocking up. I mean, they, time and again, they came to a place where they go, it's better if I was a slave than to be in relationship with the Father. And how many of us can... See that pullback going, you know what? It's better to be in function as a Christian than to just enjoy relationship with my father. Because I know where I stand as functional Christian. I know that if I do this, I can feel this way. And if I obey here, I can expect this from God. When God wants to bring us consistently back to a place where we have complete 100% confidence of our relationship with God based upon one person, Jesus that it has nothing to do with us. And it says, lean not on your own understanding. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure out the way that God has taken you. Just simply go, okay, God, I'm curious as to why we're going this way. It's much better than, why are we going this way? Enter into a conversation with him about where you're at and where you're going much more than complaining about why he's taking you that way, and it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge what? God, you're good. And God, you always have my best in mind. And God, you're always setting. And I acknowledge him there. He'll start to direct me, and I'll start to follow very willingly. Remember this about trust. It's all relational. It's all about relationship. It has nothing to do with circumstances. I have conversations with many of you on a weekly basis, and a, a, a comment that comes out often is, I'm having a hard time trusting God. Why? Because of what I'm seeing. Peter had it. 
He saw Jesus walking. He stepped under the boat, started walking, and he started to get his eyes off the relationship with Jesus, and he got his eyes onto a circumstance, and what happened? He started to sink. You saw it with this servant of Elijah. He looked around and he saw this army surrounding him. And so trust is all relationship with God. It's everything to do with who he is for you and who you are to him. Who is he for you? Whatever you need him to be. And we're not crafting God. This is not, I can craft God into my own image. No, God wants you to know I am the source of everything that you need in this life. You need peace, I'm the source of that. You need joy, I'm the source of that. Your circumstances have nothing to do with peace, joy, or happiness in your life. It's all relational. It's who God wants to be for you, but also who you are to Him. When you feel like, man, I'm a child that He's disappointed in, how close do you think you're going to get to believing him and trusting him? No, it's going to be a struggle. If you believe your performance is 100%, ah, I can trust God. Why? Because I'm doing this good. But if, you, if you're struggling with doubt or insecurity, or if you're struggling with, man, just worry and fear, you start to go, man, well, I'm, I'm struggling to trust God. So he must look at it and go, what? You're, you're, you're struggling to trust me? You know, you know what? Just forget you. You're on your own. How many felt like that before? Like God has just left you alone when in fact that's not how he does it. That's not how he thinks toward any of us. He's not frustrated. I'm going to show you why God is not frustrated with your season of life and why you may be. Numbers 23, 19, it's a verse that many of us also know is that it says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should ever change his mind or repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, it's going to come to pass that God is not a man. And God does not lie. God does what he says and God will always be found faithful. So in light of this understanding, it's important to understand how our Father works and operates. And one of the things that I realized, and this is where I hope I can be clear, because if, I'm, if this gets confusing, please ask me a question afterwards. I'm willing to try to break it down, but I hope that I can clarify this, is that God works in seasons, not destinations. Now, let me, let me kind of break that down, is that God is not interested more in you getting here and getting to a place where he got you where he wanted to go. No, he's more interested in the seasons of life where you're discovering who he is for you and who you are toward him. And there's seasons of life that he takes us through, not for the purpose of getting us to a destination, it's for the purpose of building a relationship between you two. Like he wants a relationship more and more intimate with you than you may want with him. And so his big thing is not, well, did you do everything I called you to do? Did you go do that? Did you do that? Do that? No, I want you to know me and I want you to know who you are to me. And so I say this statement and I believe it to be true, but I understand there could be some, oh, I'm not sure about that. Destinations are irrelevant to God. Okay, now think about that for a moment. If that's true in your life, then he is not interested in the destination that he's taking you to. He's interested in where, what he's developing inside of you. The promised land was irrelevant to God because he was so focused on making them a bride-minded people. Are you following me? 
like that was irrelevant in the course of what he was attempting to do inside their lives. So if they got to this promised land, but they were still slave-minded people, would God's will have been fulfilled inside their life? Absolutely not. And so God works in seasons in our life. He's not focused on destinations. And the reason why is because he's not bound by time. He's not bound by the parameters that we see. And also that whatever he has foreseen has already been finished in his eyes. Now, I know that can be confusing. But what I'm saying is this, is God spoke and knows something about you. Before Gideon was born, God saw him as a what? A mighty man of valor. But there came a point in his life where he got and where he just completely was at a place of low insecurity and self-esteem. But what God saw was that he's a what? And it was not taking place. So it already is fulfilled in God. That's why he's not interested in the destination. He's interested in us finally believing who he is for us and who we are to him. Because it's in that moment that he finally can take us wherever he needs to take us. Are you catching this? It's about relationship. It's about the heart of God towards you, that he wants to be for you everything that he can be. In Psalms 139, David tries to explain it like this. He says, your eyes saw my substance even before I was formed. And in your book, they were all written, the days that were fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. So God has called you to do some things in your life. He sees you a certain way. He has a gift. He has a calling. He has purposes that are placed upon your life before you were even born. And now his role by the Spirit of God is to take you on a journey of discovery. Discovery of what? Who he is for you. Yes, it may be God is your healer or maybe God is my... That's... And I share this again, I share it often, but when my daughter was diagnosed two years ago and we faced off with challenging times and our marriage was having a, a difficult moment, God was not like, Justin, I, 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 let's get to the destination. No, God is like, I want to reveal something to you, Justin, that is when you catch this, you'll be able to comfort others with it is just as well. Justin, I'm your sustainer. Yeah, but I need you to be my provider. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm provisions on its way, Justin. You're going to get there as you come, as you walk with me on this path. Provision will be available. But until you get to provision, I want you to discover that I'm a sustainer and that I'm a comforter in your life. And I'm not sure where you're at on your journey, but sometimes we are so fixated on getting there that we forget who God wants to be for us right here. You're catching it, eh? It's who he wants to be for us right here that we begin to fall in love with him time and time again because he realizes no matter where I go, me and him, I'm discovering him in a new way all the time. And that's why some of us are facing off with the challenges that we're facing. You think God's punishing you when in fact he's attempting to reveal himself to you in a way that he never could before. And so you look at it as God, why? And he goes, well, I want... This is why, Justin's telling you why this morning. And so as God leads us and guides us along the journey that he has us on, there are two unique seasons that I've come to personally experience, but also I see them littered throughout the entire scripture. The first season is this, they'll both be on the screen, is a season of his presence, and the second one is a season of his apparent absence. 
Okay, let me, let me just break that down. The presence is where you experience fruitfulness. You feel like, man, God is alive on the inside of me. Like, wow, this is amazing. The season of absence is... Are you there? Have you ever been there before? It's a season of pruning. And I want to encourage you with something. Both of these seasons are necessary. They both actually feed into one another. You need one to have the other. And both, one is not better than the other. One is more painful than the other, but both are necessary. The season of his presence where you actually feel God and you're, you know God is alive on the inside of you, that is a season to restore and to refresh. That's a season that I'm in right now. A year and a half ago, I was in a season of his absence. I knew he was there, but I didn't feel him like I used to. Our conversations were not in length like they used to be. It was his still small voice. And these are, this is a season of strengthening and building you. How many are in a season of his presence? Okay, look around. Now, how many are in a season of his absence? Look around. I want you to see this because when you're in this season, you look at people in this season... And you wonder, why, God, why are you blessing them and not me? This season is a blessing. I want you to know that this season that he takes us through where it feels like he's absent, but he's not, is one of the greatest blessings in your life because that's where he strengthens you. And that's where he causes you to build endurance. And it's this season, of course, where, yeah, you feel like, man, God is all around me. And so we look at people. And I was going to ask the question, and I didn't because I didn't want to offend Ryan, but sometimes we come into a time of worship and some of us are like, oh my gosh, God is overwhelming. And then I come up here and I start to just exhort you and like, let's praise God. And then there's some in the room going, All right, I didn't feel a thing. And we, we, we feel ashamed about it. We feel like, man, something must be wrong or this season of hiddenness of God, I must be being disciplined or punished and I want you to know these are both a blessing of God and just because you're here does not mean you got you here so anybody here is not you didn't get here either this is God taking you along a journey and you look at people and you go so what did you get to have a season of his presence oh don't worry you'll be there and they'll be in the other one why? Because if we're all going to grow on this journey and become who we are to God and who he is for us, both of these seasons are necessary. So let me reassure you that one season is not better than the other. Both are necessary and both are God-ordained. In fact, God is in both seasons. Both seasons, they have a purpose that they... They come with. Each are designed by God and they're all designed with His love. This is not designed with His love and this is designed with His punishment. That's not how God works. These are both designed with His love and no season is ever meant to harm you. Why? Because God is always, He always has your best in mind and He's always setting you up to what? Succeed in Him. But every season is meant to reveal who God is for you, and who you are to God. And that's why the questions, I'll get there in a minute, 
when God reveals himself in a time of presence and you start to feel his presence or he makes himself known, that's where he's just blessing us and letting us know this is who I am to you. And when he seemingly hides, which is a presence of, or a season of his absence, he's building us up. And what he's doing is he's allowing us to learn how to live this life contrary to the way we may feel. So sometimes you go, I don't feel God. He goes, good. But do you know that I said I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Oh, yes, yes, I know that. Okay, now learn how to live without feeling me, but knowing that I'm with you every step of the way. Now you live in a place where you can enjoy both. And you don't feel bad for those who are here. And that's why many of you who have a chance to counsel with and have a time to talk through, that I, I empathize with what you're going through because that's the painful season of life. But I also smile at times. And Diego is a big recipient of my laughs when he's going through hard times. Is I say, oh man, enjoy it. Enjoy who God is going to reveal himself to you about. Reveal who you're going to become as a result because he's strengthening you and he's given you endurance during this season of life. But we feel like, no, I just want to get to the destination of what? This season. And so we're striving to get there when God says, no, 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 let's linger here because there's something I'm going to reveal about myself in this season. So God took Jesus through the same seasons as well. Look at this in Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Cue the screen. No, Luke chapter, uh, there it goes. So when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was all, always also baptized while he prayed, and the heavens opened up, and then Jesus being what? Filled with the Spirit of God. How many felt that before? Like, man, God's Spirit just fell, and I was filled either in a time of, you're in your prayer closet or in a time of a corporate setting, and that's a time or a season of His presence, and He returned from the Jordan, and He was led by who? Where? Same thing, folks. There's a, there's a season of His presence where He refreshes and He restores. And then what does the Spirit of God do? Lead you where? We're like, no, no. <laughs> to where? The wilderness, a season of his hiddenness or absence. And if you saw it from a different perspective, you would willingly go because you know they both are a blessing from the Father. Why? Because once you come out of the season of absence or wilderness, it says then Jesus returned in what? the power of the Spirit to do what God had called him to do. Both these seasons are good. And both these seasons have been crafted and fashioned with the love of God, that they're just dripping with God's grace in every season. And so I hope you can learn um, how to enjoy the season of his presence and know that it wasn't you that got you there. That wasn't a reward for being good enough. No, that's just a season that God's taken you through because it's a prelude to what? Another season. And I don't want you to see the season of his absence as nothing but pain and difficulty. That's not what it is. He's not going to go, well, get ready. I'm going to make you sick. And get ready. I'm going to do this to your family. And get ready. I'm going to tear this apart. That's not what he does. It's just a season where you may not feel him like you used to. Where When you used to enter into church and go, Wow, I feel the presence of God. Maybe a month later you go, 
I don't feel him. And instead of going, oh man, what's wrong with me? Or what's wrong with the environment? Just go, Father, I just embrace your presence. I know I don't feel you, but I know you're with me every single step of the way, that you're in the car with me, you're here with me, and you'll leave with me today. And I just thank you for this season, that it's strengthening me and giving me the endurance to keep on going. And Lord, I look forward to the next season of your presence inside of my life. That could be a, a day season, it could be a month season. I don't, there's no time frame on these seasons. It's just simply realizing both are good. And after Jesus was filled with the Spirit, God led him into the desert, and he does the same with us. And while both seasons are wonderful, the season where you can't seem to sense or feel God can be very painful. Can I get an amen? amen? But it's a place of deeper intimacy where you struggle to try to experience God. Sometimes you stay away from the Bible of prayer because you're like, well, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get anything. I didn't feel anything. And so instead of pushing through and embracing the moment, we begin to go, God, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. God, I don't know why I'm just not feeling your presence and we feel bad. And the enemy comes and he accuses us day after day and says, well, what's wrong with you? Maybe you should do more and maybe you should act better and maybe you should perform better. And then you'll have a season of his presence. That's not how God is. Just push through those moments and God go, I embrace this. God, I know you're with me. I don't feel you like I used to, um, but I know eventually I will. Right now I'm going through a season where it's like, oh man, I just don't hear your voice. And then there's another season where we're like, holy cow, did you see that just popped off the pages there? It's different in different seasons. And so sometimes we want to know that God is near. And it's in these seasons that we often can hear ourselves saying these words, God, where are you? God, when will you answer me? Or God, how much... <laughs> yes, amen, uh, Megan. How much longer? How many have been there before? And it's through your desert experience that you become a partaker of God's divine nature. He reveals himself in a very amazing way. His maturity, his fruit, the anointing that he wants to pr bring upon your life. In a desert season, God establishes your call. He establishes and begins to form your character and your anointing on your life. And it's what he reveals in this season that produces lasting fruit for the many seasons to come. The season of his apparent absence is important. The season of his presence is important. One is not better than the other. One is more enjoyable at times than the other. But both are necessary to cause us to be everything that he's called us to be. And how many times do we pray, God, use me. God, I want to do something great for your kingdom. God, I want to raise a great family. God, I want, to, I want to be a man or a woman of God. God, I want to use all the giftings that you've given to me. And he goes, okay, but I need you to learn some things about me. And so he has to reveal it. And there's things he reveals in a season of his presence that he cannot reveal until you're in a season of his absence. The season of apparent absence is a place where God speaks his voice. Some term it is the wilderness, but it's a time where God begins to teach you how to hear his still small voice. Why? Because he's getting your attention. How many times are we in the season of refreshing and restoring and we feel his presence and sometimes because we feel it, we forget him. 
And there's other times in these moments where we wouldn't take them back for the world. Like we wouldn't want to go through it again, but we know, man, God met me right where I was at and he started to teach me through a still small voice. He started to whisper things to my ear, things I didn't even understand what he was whispering, but more and more and more, he started to put that sentence together and it was everything I needed to make it through that season. And many of of us here today have not learned how to enjoy the seasons that God takes us through. Maybe some of you here today, you struggle to trust him when your plans don't work out or that maybe you see others in the season of his presence and you wonder, why am I not there? But the foundation of a life of trusting God is what? Relational. It's knowing who you are to him and who he wants to be for you. And regardless of the season of your in, it all requires these things. I think I put them on the screen. Our total surrender, God's perfect timing, our complete trust, and God's amazing grace.